0: Good morning.
1: As you settle down, uh, can you just take a few moments to pray for somebody next to you that the Lord would bless him or her in this time of the word, that God would just speak to them. Come on, just take a few moments and pray for somebody next to you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we want to thank you for this precious time, how much you Lord, love it when we come together to worship you, to pray, to hear from you, God. And we pray that today, truly, there would be, Lord, such a clear communication from your heart to our hearts. Because we know that when that happens, we know you and we become like you. And we are able to see you displayed by the power of your Spirit. Uh, Lord, as we move out into this world where you've called us to be your witnesses. We come at this time into your hands and we pray for a clear communication by the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Have you seen, uh, do you remember seeing um, Mr. Bean um, winning a brownie point over an opponent? And you remember his face? Yeah. Uh, That's what I felt like when I was preparing this message. Or you can probably take the example of Archimedes on the bathtub. You remember that? And he almost jumped out. But I'm all clothed. But uh, when I was preparing this message, it was eureka for me. I had questions that I had that got answered. What What I'm going to share with you is about three very important words in the Bible. This message is powerful. And it's going to bless you. If you understand what is the heart of God. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Can we have it up, please? Great. When you look up at those words, you're like, Ah, that's for people who think a lot. No. It is for each of us. If we want to faithfully finish God's purpose for our lives, if we want to fulfill this race, finish this race, these three words are absolutely necessary. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. You know, throughout the scriptures, we find these three words linked together. And so I want us to begin by uh, going to the first verse that we're going to look at. And this is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm going to enjoy every moment of what I'm going to share with you. This is fantastic. And I believe that truly God's going to bless you. Now, before we read that, it's helpful to note and to understand that God, in his word, makes a difference between natural wisdom and spiritual wisdom. It's very clear. James chapter 3, we will look at those uh, verses later. In James chapter three, seventeen, God draws a line between the wisdom that comes from above and wisdom that comes from the earth. And he, ma- he makes a clear difference in that. And, and that is the difference that will show in our lives. Now, you know, when you at first glance, if, if we, we've not trained ourselves to study the word and look at the word closely, we tend to think that God uses these three words interchangeably. No, it's not. It's each of them is clearly different. And that's the clarity that I want us to have today. I'm going to aim for that. I'm not going to major on knowledge. I'm not going to major on understanding. I'm going to take you through that. But I want to major on the very big, big, important word, wisdom. Proverbs 9.10, can we read that together, please? Here we go. Aloud, One, two, three. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Can we all read that? All read that together? Here we go. Don't feel shy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Those words have been carefully placed, chosen by the Holy Spirit, as Solomon wrote it. He says, The fear of the Lord is is the beginning of wisdom. And I always ask myself, what is the maturing in wisdom? Have you ever thought that? Okay, fine. You need to ask yourself that. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, how do I mature in wisdom? And three separate words put over here. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, let's break these words. So here I go. I want to take you directly in. What is the difference? Well, for that, we have to go into the Hebrew. So you're going to learn a little bit of Hebrew. Not much, a little bit, what we need for our understanding. So I'm going to take you into these three words. In the next slide. Now, here we go. The word knowledge used throughout the Old Testament is one word. Dat. Dat is the word for knowledge. Don't write. Don't, likomat Licomat. Three notes on the, on the website, Facebook. Don't worry. Don't, just listen carefully. Look and listen. Knowledge is translated, is the Hebrew word, what's the word? Say it loud, don't you feel shy. What's what? That. Not your teeth? That. Okay? That. Now what is knowledge? See, knowledge is about the ability to collect, remember, and access information. It's about collecting facts. Period. Full stop. Knowledge is about collecting facts. Full stop. That's knowledge. Encyclopedic. You collect facts. I know this. I know this. I know this. You just collect facts. That's knowledge. Clear? That's that. Very clear? Yeah. But what's the meaning of those facts? It takes us to understanding. Understanding is the ability to translate meaning from the facts you've collected. So when you begin to understand its meaning, you're moving from knowledge to understanding. You see, you're able to collect facts when you're knowledgeable, but when you're able to distinguish, differentiate, separate, oh this year, this is year, you are moving from knowledge to understanding and that's the word Tebuna say what? Tebuna say it loud, don't feel shy when you say it, you remember it, it burns into your memory say it loud, Tebuna fantastic, recitation is the mother of learning, so say it aloud deliberately is deliberate reason I tell you to say it, say it again what's the, what's the meaning of the word for knowledge? I stumped you pay attention What's the meaning for the word? What's the Hebrew word for knowledge? Daat. What's the Hebrew word for understanding? Tebuna. So, tebuna is about separating the facts, categorizing it, getting inside. It's like, you remember in, in, in school, if you didn't pursue medicine, the microscope? You see, just looked at the earthworm. Remember, you, you cut the earthworm? Others didn't cut the earthworm. How did you pass Okay? So you cut... You just look at the other one, And then you put it under the microscope, and then you begin to zoom in, and you see stuff you didn't see before. That's understanding. You getting what I'm saying? Yeah? So knowledge and understanding. Here's the point. Look up here. Knowledge and understanding is acquired. You can earn it. You work your way into becoming knowledgeable and becoming a man and a woman of understanding. You acquire knowledge, you acquire understanding. So the writer of Proverbs would write, in all you're getting, get understanding. So knowledge and understanding is acquired. Is that simple? What is knowledge? Look up at me. Don't look at the screen. What is knowledge? Not the Hebrew. Don't tell me that now. Okay. (laughs) What is that? Collection of facts. Very good. You should collect facts. I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. Very important. Let me tell you something. Don't at any point of time in my sharing today misunderstand that I am going to devalue knowledge and understanding. You know why? Because without having the foundation of good knowledge and understanding, you can't reach wisdom. Are you with me? You know, people, children of God, pursue knowledge pursue understanding. At no point of time ever, ever think that knowledge and understanding are on one side and wisdom is on the other side. No, 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 no. I've heard people sometimes say, good meaning, sincere. They have knowledge. They have understanding. I have wisdom. Impossible. You cannot separate. They're distinct. Very distinct. But they're all absolutely interlinked. Are you with me? So, knowledge, understanding. What is Understanding. Translate the meaning of the facts. Ask your neighbor, is tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Quickly. Don't Google. Is tomato a fruit or a vegetable? (laughs) Some of you are like, what? (laughs) It's a what? Okay, yeah. That's knowledge. And not putting it in a fruit salad is understanding. Did you get that? It's as simple as that. Okay, that was a silly one. It's the correct one. If you're not convinced, go home and try it. Okay, but that's a very silly one I give you. Now, wisdom. Absolutely connected, but wisdom is something else. Something absolutely else. Is it connected to knowledge? Yes. Is it connected? Does it require understanding? Yes. Wisdom is quantum. It's another dimension. What is the big deal about wisdom? Shannon, tell me. Let's go there. I'm going to take you slowly. Wisdom is knowing what to do next. It's given an understanding of the facts and circumstances. Wisdom knows which principle to apply in a given situation. Wisdom knows what actions to take next and to do the right thing in the given situation are you understanding this wisdom is about knowing what to do next I have this knowledge I have understanding but what do I do how do I know what to do in a given situation that is wisdom how simple right that's so simple it is simple But to come to this place of such simplicity and clarity is the key. How? Let's go ahead. Here's a quote. Charles Spurgeon, Prince of Teachers in the 1800s. Listen to him. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use the knowledge and I interject and understanding is to have wisdom. How will I know what to do when? How is it that in the world we have such knowledgeable people do stupid things? How is it that in the world we have people with such expertise and skill and use it to destroy the lives of people? Education does not transform. Education empowers what you are. And so if a person is wicked in the heart, education will empower the wickedness. The Germans became one of the most industrialized countries in the 19th century, in the 20th century, because they want to conquer the world with such brutality. Education is not transform. Education empowers what a person is. Wisdom is transformational. You may say, "How? How? Shannon, what is it about wisdom? How many of you understood what knowledge is? Nod your head and shake and say yes if you understood. I'm really strong that you get this. Yes? You understand what knowledge is? You understand what understanding is? Can you just tell that to a neighbor? Tell that to a neighbor. What is knowledge? And what is understanding? Come on, please. Okay, did did you get that? Okay, let's get this more clearly. There's a table for you. Now this is to bring clarity. So I've put on a, a different aspects about knowledge, understanding and wisdom to bring the differentiation. So it becomes more clear for us. So under the heading of knowledge, when you have facts, when you have understanding, you have meaning of that fact. You're with me? But wisdom is what to do next. In the context of information, information is knowledge knowledge is information. Heard that before? Understanding is about the principles that govern the information. But wisdom is the application of those principles. Memory. Knowledge. Memory. Memory. Ah. Understanding is reason. But wisdom is the right Right action. Right action. Scholars, now this is this is good. Scholars knowledge. Whoa. But not all scholars can teach. So when a scholar can teach, the are men and women off. But the ones who practice take away the game. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You with me? What's the Hebrew word for knowledge? So every time you remember, you see your teeth. Say, I have to pursue that. Knowledge. What is understanding? Look at me. Don't look at the screen. Tebuna. I feel like writing a song when I hear that word. Tebuna. Okay, but wisdom? I've not given you any Hebrew word till now. Deliberately. Now here's the interesting thing. Let's go ahead. Thank you, Lord. You see, with each of these three words, there is a crossover of meanings. They tend to blend into one another. They all have to do with perceiving and discerning in order to act wisely. See, wisdom is action. And it's about action that glorifies God. It is about learning to know what to do, what we know through knowledge and understanding. But here's the point. All of this, my brothers and sisters, begins with the simple, beautiful, powerful attitude of teachability. In the New Testament, the word disciple means learner. It means one who is willing to learn well, judiciously. So we as children of God, as disciples of Lord Jesus Christ, we are called to careful study of the word. So we're called to acquire the knowledge that we need in order to do what God has called us to do. And the Lord wills us to take us from knowledge to understanding and then this other dimension of wisdom. Now here's the thing, I want to encourage you. We must study more. We must study more. We must be knowledgeable people. There's never an age where we stop learning and we stop studying. We should read newspapers, we should read magazines, we should should have narratives for life and for godliness. You see, God's word is to be the light like this, that illuminates my life, and under this light, I process all knowledge and understanding. It has to be a bright light. God's word has to be the governing light. The all-encompassing light that fills us. It's like the sunlight. Thank God for the sunlight because I can see everything in its light. And so God's word is I study it more and then I pursue to become knowledgeable. I collect facts. I collect information. I study well. I pursue. Please don't despise education. Study well and keep on studying. and begin thinking to pursue even beyond that understanding. Because God wants us to have a solid foundation upon which he will make us what, eventually? Say the word, wise. Are you with me? Is, is, is this coming through? Or is it like, what is this guy talking about? Is, is this hell? Is this? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Both Jesus said in John 8, 31 to 32, If you abide in my word, You are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth if you abide in my word. And the truth will make you free. Now look at what R.C. Sproul says. Look at what he says. Just using these quotes in order to bring clarity. He writes in one daily devotional, Our Lord calls us for a continued application of the mind to his word. A disciple does not dabble in learning. You know what's dabble? You come and try it out. You know, once in a while I'll read the Bible. Baba, where will you Bible ke don't dabble nahi the Bible. Vachan ko to hai, the hai. God has designed His Word that we will be transformed not by mere dabbling of the Bible. We have to study the Word. Systematically, continually, consistently, increasingly, knowledge and understanding. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit who is our helper. He makes the pursuit of an understanding of God's word a chief business of his life. Now, are you ready to go into wisdom? Are you ready? I like the way you're like, what is this guy? What's wrong with him today? But I'm excited. Because this helped me to get answers to questions that I had. The perplexities of some of the things sometimes I see. You know, questions that I've, I've, I've had over the past. and Why, why, why does this happen? Why is this not happening? This brought, this was helpful. Thank God we have his word. As I mentioned earlier... There's a clear difference between natural and spiritual wisdom. Do I make that difference? No. God's word makes that difference. In James chapter 3, verse 17. How do we know? What is the differentiator? Okay, what's the differentiator? Between natural wisdom and spiritual wisdom. What do I mean by natural wisdom? There are people who collect facts, earthly facts. They have good understanding of the facts and they know how to apply those facts. So they are moving in wisdom. But that is what kind of wisdom? Earthly wisdom. Oh, sorry, yeah, natural wisdom. But we're talking about spiritual wisdom that includes natural wisdom. What is the differentiator? How do we know a person operating from which wisdom? James chapter 3, verse 17. Look at what it says. But the wise. no, uh, we got to go to the, uh, can we go to the uh, earlier verse, from verse 13, from 13 to 17, we'll take it from there. Look at the question, look at the question. Who then is wise and understanding among you? Uh-huh. One who can nearly, so... Understand, when I make a statement now, I'm not devaluing the study of the word. So, is it merely enough that I buy heart scriptures? That I can quote scriptures? That I know a lot of the Bible? That I've been 20 years in the Lord, 15 years in the Lord, 25 years in the Lord? I've read a lot of books. I have, I have understanding, a lot of insight. Who then is wise and understanding among you? Here is the differentiator, my brothers and sisters. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Character. Conduct. That is God word and God glorifying and God pleasing. That shows, that is the evidence that this man and this woman that we are not operating from an earthly natural wisdom but we are operating from the wisdom that's from above. That word wisdom there is the word, Greek word, Sophia? Is the Greek word Sophia? But I'm not going to dwell on that because I want to take you to the Hebrew. Now let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Okay, just the last line. So here's the point. I acquire knowledge and understanding by learning. I want you to buy heart this, okay? And I want you to repeat that to somebody next to you. So I acquire, I acquire knowledge and understanding by... Is that, is that, is that, is that important? Is that needed? Say Can you say it louder? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Others, may not headed for wisdom? But that does not guarantee wisdom. But not wisdom. I can't learn wisdom, I can't earn it. How? Here is it. See, this is the changer. See, that and Tebuna are non-relational words. But wisdom is a relational word. And I'm going to take you into that. The three words, I'm going to take you to three words, three words of wisdom. And these are the three words that are seen throughout the Old Testament. And you will find something interesting. You see, I've been reading Proverbs and as I've been reading Proverbs, I've been seeing a pattern A pattern that got me intrigued about wisdom. How many of you understand and you're familiar, the book of Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom. A lot. See, it's, it's amazing to see how we can ignore wisdom when the Bible says wisdom is calling out. Wisdom is crying out. Wisdom is saying, come! People ignore wisdom. See, my dear brothers and sisters, I want to put this again before the screen comes up. Without wisdom... Wisdom, we can't fulfill God's purpose. We can have a lot of knowledge. We can have a lot of understanding. But not live wisely. See, that's the tragedy of Solomon. If you study Solomon's profile, if you study his spiritual inheritance, what he inherited, if you study his family, what he inherited, if you study his financial inheritance, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. And here's the interesting thing. He encountered the Lord three times, face to face. Encountered the power and the glory of God. But many of us who are familiar know what happened to the end of his life. There's something interesting about wisdom that we need to understand, my brothers and sisters, if we want to live wisely. We cannot impress God with what we know, with our experience, with our understanding. We can fulfill God's purpose for our life and in bringing glory only if we move into wisdom. I'm going to take you to three words. Now this, you'll you have to be with me. Okay, you'll stay with me. Okay, these three words are important, my brothers and sisters. Now, here's the thing. When, when, when the Lord touched my life, a lot of this is personal actually, because I said a lot of my questions. were. I, I, I got such a hunger for God's words. So I was studying the word. I would read books. And I say this in, as a factual thing. By the grace of God, I'm an above average reader. I read crazy. But here's what I realized I love God when I was growing up in the Lord. I love God, really love God. I was studying the Word a lot. Every day, study the Word, really read, memorize scriptures, read books, and I found myself still doing stupid things. There were times I would do things that are so foolish, and I would look back and say, How could I do that? I know better. I should know better. I know better. So why is it that my knowledge and my understanding is not changing the way I'm living my life, man? Because what changes our lives is not merely knowledge, not understanding, though we need that. What changes life is wisdom. Because wisdom is about action. But Here's what I found, and I'm going to share with you one or two incidents of my life where I will give you an example of how God led me wisely into wisdom amen okay fantastic now uh, before i take you there before we go up on the screen i'm going to show you those three words but let me explain to you first before i take the help of the screen you with me i'm sorry i'm just i'm so passionate that you should get this because if we get this then we know okay lord how do we become a wise person amen and, and not having people look at us and say this fellow talks so much this fellow knows so much but why does this person live like this Okay? Now here's the thing. Three words for wisdom. All the three words are relational. In fact, they are feminine. So scholars would joke, the reason probably God chose feminine words for wisdom is probably because women are more spiritual and wiser than men. But there's something more deeper. You see, it was to highlight the fact that intimacy... Is the basis of wisdom. If you caught that, you got it. Intimacy is the basis of wisdom. Why? You see, I can know about Farah. Let's say there are a lot of books. Farah is a celebrity. So I can know a lot about her. I can know her favorite restaurants, I can know her favorite colors, I can know her favorite eyeliner, whatever. For your perfume, I can know everything about, you know her, everything, and know about her. I'll ask her closest friends about her, her closest friends about her. But none of her friends and none of the books will tell me what she can tell me about her heart. What is on her heart at that moment, money will not buy me. Book will not tell me. Understanding won't help me. I, even if I ask her closest friends, what do you think is going on in her heart right now? What will they tell me? You ask her. But she will tell me. She will tell me her heart. Only if she can entrust her heart to me. Intimacy. So I can know a lot about the Lord. I can read a lot about him. I can ask people and read about people who were intimate with him. I can know so much all around. I can read about Smith Wickel's work, Derek Prince, Bill Johnson. Oh, I can finish and read books after books, watch every YouTube video, psych myself out, and still know who does God want me to marry, man. Which career does God want me to take? Does God want me to live in Mumbai? Does he want me to move to another land? See, that is not found in a book, my friend. That's in his heart. That's in his heart. That's why... God told Mary and told Martha, Martha, you're all over the place. She's chosen the good part. She has positioned her heart to hear me. And she has something, watch what Jesus said, that will never be taken away from her. You're understanding. (laughs) Three words. Before we go up to the screen, I'm going to tell you. Ready? The first word is the word chakmeh. Chakme. Remember, God came to Solomon one night. The night or the night of the day, he dedicated the temple. And what happened? The glory of God. Powerful. Powerful. That night. God came to Solomon. Solomon, what do you want? Solomon said, I want Chakme. What is Chakme? It is wisdom that comes. From intimacy. It is wisdom. He says, God, I want to know you, and from that knowing, I want to know your heart and your mind. That struck me. Chakme. Intimacy. You're with that? Second word. Now this one is Abdul Qadir Gugli. You have to listen to this carefully. The second is Shakal. The second is shakal. This is not relational intimacy. This is business professional intimacy. What two business partners can have? Suppose, Kastin, be my my business friend, my business associate. How many of you understand that business associate can get close? So in that closeness, I will tell him and he will tell me all our business secrets. So, this is intimacy. It is shakal. So, when I know him, that is, I have wisdom about him. And he has wisdom about me. But this is business intimacy. You got it? Here's the middle stump going now. This is the word used for the knowledge of the tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit was going to make one, shakal. Are you getting this? So the Lord was saying, I don't want you to get intimacy, business. I want you to have what? Chakme, yes. He's going to take you to the third. Yedda. You may say, not chakme. Yiddha. How many of you understand that the Lord wants you to know His business secrets? Yeah, how many of you know that He wants you to know how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How many of you know that God wants to make you a wise builder and probably start a movement of churches through you? How many of you, how many of you know that God wants you to set up and start a family ministry that will have a global impact? I many if you know that God wants to probably make you all more, more, more significant, not prominent, than hill songs. Not prominent, significant, powerful, a unique song. That's business. That's, say the word, shakal. So, God is not putting chakme against shakal and shakal against chakme. God wants you to have both and he wants you to have yidda. Now, where did yidda come from? It's in the Greek. But there was an Arabic root to it because Jesus didn't speak Greek. He spoke Arabic. Many shall come to me on that day. This answered questions that I had about people who baffle me. Many will come to me on that day and say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. You know, that's the day of judgment. That's not when they bring karam. That's the day of judgment. Nobody lies on the day of judgment. They really did it. Jesus did not dispute their facts. Depart from me, I never knew, knew, knew the word in the Greek written is genosko, knowing. But Jesus didn't speak Greek. He used spoke Arabic. The word is yidda. Depart from me, I didn't yidda you. What is What is yidda? I want you to have chakme with me and shakal with me. When you have Chakme and shakal, then it becomes it? You understanding? Wisdom is not found in the supermarket of commercial Christianity. Wisdom I can't give you my friend. You can eat the fruit of my wisdom. Which is what Eve tried to do. But the Lord doesn't want you to eat out of the fruit of shakal. So you know what? I can study the fruit. I can eat of the fruit of shakal. Read books. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Miracle. Blah, 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 blah. How to lead in worship. Blah, 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 blah. And operate in it. And God will still bless in the mystery of his sovereignty. Till I one day meet him. God, forbid, meets the person and says, you operated not just in shakal, you operated in somebody else's fruit of shakal. But I didn't. Yiddha. 1999. On the urge of finishing my... 97 to 19, but turmoil years for me. Not turmoil in a negative sense, but upheaval. God, what is your plan for my life? What is your plan for my life? God, Oh Lord, I, I was emotionally a very weak person. So I was I was vulnerable to get into emotional relationships. And so emotional vulnerability, no financial backing. I'm my mother's only hope. I said, God, you better come through for me. Because I don't want to break my mom's heart. And I don't want to have I have my life in disaster. I've trusted in your name, Lord. You've redeemed me by your blood. But I didn't develop yet. It was about this heart, know him, to know him, to know him, not to prove anything to anybody, but I want to know him, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, even to the extent of the fellowship of his sufferings, that I might know the height and the depth and the width of the love in Christ Jesus, that I might know him. Why? Because the greatest joy and the greatest pursuit has its own reward of knowing him. So I want to know him. You can't replace that for me, my friend. You may be very close to God, but you can't help me. You cannot give me your yiddah. You can credit your yidda into my account, my brother and my sister. Your yiddah, blessed are you. The worst thing that I can do is take off your shakal, the fruit of it, and pretend I'm like Gaston, which will get exposed Are you with me. And so I was praying, seeking the Lord. But I didn't make knowing what my career is, knowing what my life partner is, the goal of my life. The goal of my life is not to know my life partner. The goal of my life is not to know what is my career. The goal of my life is not to make money. His goodness and His mercy will follow me when the sheep stays close to the shepherd. And Lord, I want to know you. I love your presence. I love your presence, Lord. I can do without not knowing for 10 years about what is my career. I can do without the money. But I cannot. Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. I want you, God. I want you. And that is exposed in the wilderness. When all the frills and the thrills go off. That's why the Lord takes us to the wilderness. Where there is no tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's so why I said I came to a point because my uncles and aunties are calling up and saying, Shandon, you need to take a decision. We want you to go abroad. I'm not against going abroad. Please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. If God's will is that you go, to, you go to go to Dubai, please go to Dubai, obey the Lord. If God's will for you to go to Malaysia, please go to Malaysia, obey the Lord. But you know what? No one's gonna tell you that. There's no prophet who can tell you that. So I prayed and asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I want you to know. And I still remember. I was on the seventh, sixth floor of my apartment of my of my aunt. I went to the balcony. I stood outside in the night, and there's so much of pressure on me, young boy. No financial backing, absolutely nothing. No clarity. All of mom's hopes on me. I said, Lord, what am I gonna do? The Lord gave me a word that night. I was praying Psalm 32. Can we put that up? I want to show you Yidda in operation. Yet that operation, Psalm 32, I can't remember the words right now. I will teach you in the way you should go. So I was praying and I was saying, Lord. And then he gives me this word. I will instruct you, son. I will instruct you. I will teach you. I realized that day, I was reminded I'm not fatherless. I'm not fatherless. My father's with me. And that changed my life. How could I take a step of faith because I knew father's hands were below me. What an amazing thing. He has engraved you on the palm of his hand. Those nails are you and me engraved on the palm of his hand. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I... That is Yiddah. That cannot be got from a book. That cannot be got on YouTube. That cannot be got by putting your phones on. I'm not against all that, so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. All of that is beneficial when you have Yiddah. Amen. I will counsel you with my Hokam. With my. Son, not even for a moment you are outside my eye. I will hold your hand and I'll take you everywhere you need to go. You don't need to have that bank balance. You need, need to have this connections. I will instruct you. The next verse is interesting. Don't be. Don't be like the horse. Bas Went ahead, fall, don't be like the horse, don't be like the donkey, mule. Then what to be? I said, Lord, what to be? Then I was reminded, be my sheep. My sheep, my sheep, my sheep, how do many sheep? My sheep, your exclusivity, ye da, ye da. My sheep, hear my voice, which must be curbed by bit and brittle or it will not stay near you. You want to be directed by bit and brittle? Do we want to be led by, you know it's bit and bridle? You know that lagam, gode pe, on the nose and all? You want God to lead us that way? Is that his plan for our life? We have a legalistic father who wants to spank us? No! He's the good shepherd who wants to carry. Is there a brook you cannot cross? He will carry you. Is there a mountain too high? He will carry you. Is there a wolf after you? He will deal with the wolf. Don't worry, my brother my sister. Yiddha. I said, Lord, I want to be that sheep. Here's your voice. You know what's life transformational? I still read books. I'm reading two books right now. My aim is to read total six books before this year ends. Because in all you're getting, get understanding. Knowledge is important, my brothers and sisters. Don't ever despise knowledge. Study the word. Study. Read newspapers. Read books. You must. Under the governing light of his word. In all you're getting, get understanding. If you see God in a man, go after it. Get what he has. You see God in a, in a woman, go after it. Get what it has. Do you see God in somebody, go get it what it has. Be zealous for spiritual things, wrote Paul. Get it. Don't criticize it. Don't run away from it. Go after it and get it. Because everything of the Father is yours. But you know what? I've learned one thing. I can't manipulate my wife into intimacy. I can't flood my wife into intimacy. I have to be truly faithful. Faithful. And yeah, that was 99. This is 2018. Shannon's well and alive on planet earth. Because the father is with me. And the same father is with you. (laughs) Amen? Intimacy. Yidda. Chakme is the wisdom that comes from intimacy and knowing one's heart. You know, it's a very precious thing if the Lord opens his heart to you. So let me complete what I said at the start. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the maturing in wisdom is intimacy with the Lord. Intimacy. Do you know you can interrupt the throne room of heaven? Some of you are looking like, where is that? Do you know you can interrupt the throne room of heaven? Because you are the Father's precious son and daughter. Therefore, what did the Father say? How should you come before His throne of grace? Boldly. You must say, what kind of boldness? Look at the children in our junior church and you will learn boldness. Tada! She beat me! Shakal is intimate. Business wisdom. This is not bad, huh? This is not bad. God wants us to have this. But not just this. But what he wants us to have? Yeda. Where he wants to give us chakmeh, what Solomon asked. And shakal. When knowing someone intimately, she's a wisdom with not comes from a love relationship as well as a business. So I have known some, some, some very precious believers. I love Jesus. Ayyo, I love you Lord. Ha. Take me Lord. I love you so much. I want to be like Enoch. And Enoch walked and was not for God to give. They don't want to complete Father's business. If I was behind them, what I would give? Katoos. And I would say finish shakal. Are you understanding? I finished my message, but did you get it? So did you understand when I said knowledge is acquired, understanding is acquired. You can earn, you can pay for it. Yeah, you can. You should. You should pay for it. You should give value to your education. Pay for it. Don't expect everything to come free. No freebies. Pay for it. Knowledge, understanding. But wisdom is different. So you know what, my brothers and sisters, here's the pastoral advice for you. Don't go around to people to know what is God's will for your life. If you're asking somebody, you know, I I, I, I want to know, I'm in a decision. What do you think I should do? Okay, if you're asking for advice and counsel, that's good. That's the blessing of community. Pastor counsel, you give you tracks. But if you really wanted to know what is the heart of the what is the will of God how can somebody else tell you what is in the heart of the Lord for you that will come from Amen what's the Hebrew word quickly what's the Hebrew word for knowledge every morning remember you have to grow in knowledge what is the Hebrew word for Understanding? Tebuna. tabuna. Don't say something else. Okay. Okay. What's the meaning of knowledge? You're so good. You're the you're best. Very good. What is the meaning of understanding? Translate the meaning of those to distinguish, to separate, insight. Very good. What are the three words for wisdom? Chakme, shakal, yedda. Which one do we want? Why? It has both. Chakme and So Solomon is a reminder. You know what? Just a caution before we're going to break bread. Yedda is not a lifelong guarantee. The knowledge you acquire will remain with you. The understanding we have will remain with you. But Yedda is completely dependent on intimacy. So here's the tragic thing. Solomon became the greatest knowledgeable fool. Is everybody with me? Turn to somebody next to you and say, I know that will not be you. We need to walk in Yiddah. Can you tell that to somebody? Encourage them. We need to walk in Yiddah. Hallelujah. Can we make that one thing I've desired of the Lord? And that will I, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Yes, you have all the right to ask everything that you need to know for your life and fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes and worship the Lord. We request for the emblems to be passed in. these emblems is a reminder of the covenant, covenant Jesus made to make us sons and daughters of the Father. Sons and daughters. He gave his body to be broken, his blood to be shed. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. He reminds the church in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at your door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens it, I will come to him, the Father in me, and we will dine with him. Jesus wants to dine with us. He wants to have yidda with us, intimate fellowship, where you and I can ask him about everything that's on our hearts. Oh, Father, we love you. Oh, Father, I love you. We love you, Jesus.
0: God, I look to you. God, I look to you. See things like you do, God. I look to you. You're where my is strong. Give me wisdom. You know just
2: what do to do. So Say it again.
0: So we hold the emblems in our hand. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed Give me
2: wisdom To see things
0: like you do God, I look to
2: you You're where my health comes
0: from Give me wisdom
2: To know just what to do
0: I will love you on my
3: strength timing and I will
1: first, I want to request us to stand together as so we hold the emblems in our hand. Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
0: As
1: so we hold the emblems, let's remember, remind ourselves and come to a place of, of surety. But I don't want to just walk
0: in earthly wisdom. I surely don't want to walk in a wisdom that's carnal.
1: Lord, I want to have knowledge. I want to grow in knowledge in good knowledge and good understanding. But I
0: want to walk in wisdom, Father.
1: I want to walk in intimacy with you. Lord, I see you right now sitting with me, offering me your your body. This, this bread, this wafer that reminds us say, take, eat. Take, eat of me and drink of my blood. Partake of me. Come be one with me.
0: I'm laying down my life so that I can have all of
1: you. I'm laying down my life so that you can have all of me. Don't stay away come close. What more could I give? What more could I do, my son and my daughter, to have you? Don't stay away. I shed my
0: blood, my most precious thing, so that I could have all of you. I've loved you with
1: an everlasting love. And I want to tell you all the things that you want to know don't go here and don't go there. Come to me. And I will reveal to you gladly the secrets of my heart for your life and for my kingdom. I want you to have the pleasure and the joy in its fullness. My son, my daughter, I love you. My son, my daughter,
0: I cherish you.
1: My son, my daughter, I delight in you. Come to me. As you hold these emblems,
0: remember I am yours, you are mine. Take a moment to respond to the Lord.
1: Partake of the universe. Partake of Jesus. Goliath is coming to him with a man carrying his shield, a spear that weighed so big with a weaver's beam, with a beam, a spear, and a shield. And David is just God, a simple sling stone. And David would say, Lord, Lord, you're my shield. Lord, you make my feet like the feet of the deer. Lord, you are my rock. You see, he invited the Lord to be what everything he needed. Whatever he needed, he said, Lord, I want you to be that for me. He turned the need into a place of intimacy. He said, Lord, I want to know you as my shield. Lord, I want to know you as my stronghold. Lord, I want to know you as my strength. I want to know you as my friend. You see, your need is not your sinking point. Your need is a place and an opportunity for intimacy. Can you invite him right now, my brother and my sister, in the place of your greatest need, invite Jesus to be what you need him so desperately to be. Don't go to man, for when is is the help from man. Blessed is the man and woman who puts their trust in the Lord.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Jesus, I want to give you a few moments. Would you just lift your hands to God and right now invite Him to come into that place of your life where you need Him the most. Say, Lord, I want to know you in this. I want to know you. Yidda. Yidda. Yidda, Lord. I want to have Chokmeh. I want to have Shakal. I want to know the secrets of your heart, of your kingdom. I want to know the secrets of your heart for my life. I want to hear your
0: sweet voice.
1: And I will
0: love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love you, Lord, piano, shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock forever, oh. Father. Father. Father, keep playing the piano.
1: Keep it. Play with confidence. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Oh, deliver your people from people who have been who are suffering with anxiety, panic attacks. Father, I pray that you would deliver them from that. That's not your will, Lord. Let your love come now, Father and envelop them, embrace them, Father. People are struggling with panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Lord, I pray, set them free from that fear. That fear is not if you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of sonship, power, and a sound mind. Lord, I pray that people will be delivered here right now from panic attacks, anxiety. Leave now, your spirit of depression. I command you to leave got no place in the body of Christ your spirit of depression, your spirit of anxiety tormenting the minds of people, I command you to leave now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus is against you every fear go away, every anxiety go away the Father loves you, Father let your love come, Holy Spirit oh yeah, Jesus, keep the piano playing worship, worship the Lord Jesus, I pray Father, people who have been struggling with needs struggling with needs, so many needs, just overwhelmed with needs, I'm feeling overwhelmed, oh God, we're just struggling God, come through, oh may you know the Lord of David, may you know Bal Perazim, the master of breakthroughs. may you know Jehovah and Jireh, the father is your provider, may you know the Lord's provision in abundance, may you receive Yeda, may you receive Chokme, may you receive Shakal to know the heart of the father, May you hear the Lord as Peter heard him. I pray for people, God. Lord, right now I pray right now in accordance to your word from James chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, Sophia. So Lord, I pray right now for Sophia. I pray for it holy wisdom, Hagios Sophia I pray for holy wisdom upon your people here, as you're standing here with your hands lifted high God, with your hearts open to you, I pray, outpouring of the wisdom of God, outpouring of the holy wisdom of God, I pray for that because you said you give it liberally to everyone who asks of you, I pray for wisdom, wisdom, wisdom wisdom, and I pray that they will be enabled by you to develop their yiddah, that they will be able to operate in that wisdom live in that wisdom, oh God Oh, Jesus, oh, bless your children, bless your people. I pray for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the people of God over here. I pray for a fresh outpouring of the power of God over people standing here in worship. People standing here in worship, I pray the anointing of God, follow people right now. breaking every yoke, every bondage, in the name of Jesus, fresh outpouring. Fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lift it up, lift up the music, just the music, lift it up. Oh, we worship you. Receive the anointing to prosper, my brothers and sisters. It is the Father's
0: good
3: pleasure to give you the kingdom of God. Oh, Panama, sandal. Don't, don't look to me, look to the Lord. Receive it from Him, receive it from your Father.
2: Oh, Lord, Panama, Mama, Masha, as we're learning in the house churches
0: about you Holy Spirit I pray Father that our fellowship with
1: you would grow our yidda would grow more intense more stronger thank you Father for this beautiful morning thank you for blessing us with your word thank you for blessing us in worship thank you for blessing us right now with your anointing with your power and thank you for the blessing of togetherness as we spend time together God just bless us God we love you To you be all the glory, now and forever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all God's people, say, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand and a shout of praise. Amen. The Lord bless you. Let's meet you in a few
0: moments. God bless you. Meet one another.